Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It's the 26th of January. And my title today is The Righteousness That Comes by Faith. What if we were to look at our struggle with our sexual brokenness in a different way? I know that when I was struggling with my lusts of my flesh and working very hard to stay connected to God and with other people, it was a battle that was consuming me. I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be that hard. And maybe you're experiencing some of that as well. I think part of my problem, and perhaps a problem for some of you, is that you seem to be thinking about lust and porn a lot just to keep fighting it. Some of you know that there comes a time when you've confessed your sin instead of hiding it, you're getting help from others instead of remaining in isolation, and you have created good boundaries with strong consequences, and you have weekly accountability and daily support. Okay, those are the things we need to get in place. And many think that once they've established all of that, then they need to stand guard facing the enemy to remain vigilant in what they're doing to have to do the rest for their lives. Many think that once they've established all of that, they need to stand guard facing the enemy, remaining vigilant in what they are doing to ha- and they're going to have to do for the rest of their lives. And that, my friends is a huge mistake. Doing the basics and being connected every day is critical, but standing on guard, watching for the enemy and the slightest temptation that might arise is not what God has for you and not what you should be doing. Yesterday, we looked at Paul in Philippians 3, that he didn't care about the accomplishments of his life, which were many. He says those achievements were about as valuable to him as a follower of Christ as a pile of manure. He literally says that. Because what he learned to believe was not how great he was as a Pharisee and not keeping his eye on his own accomplishments, Instead, he turned around, putting all that stuff in the rearview mirror and learned how to have a righteousness that comes by faith. We want righteousness, right? It comes by faith. See, God has not saved us to just help us be a better sinner. That, if you are successful, becomes like having a righteousness because of the good work you've been doing, Paul wanted to experience more. He wanted the power of Christ's resurrection and a righteousness that comes by faith. So God's intention for us is not that we should become better sinners with incremental improvement to our defenses, He does not want us to, now that we're born again, not only 
try and make ourselves better people. He wants us to receive a righteousness that comes by faith. You see, God did not want to save you just tossing you the keys to your life and saying, okay, now, good luck, see you in heaven. After you finished your life of trying to make yourself better, the Christian life was never meant to be something for us to grow into by our own strength. God knows that is impossible. In fact, the greatness of our salvation is not that we work our way into being a better Christian. No, it's a gift by the grace of God through faith, and we become born again into God's family. However, he doesn't say to us that now, as believers, there's a righteousness that we need to earn and maintain by ourselves. Just as we are saved by grace through faith, we are supposed to grow in righteousness by faith. In fact, God has already given us everything we need to walk in holiness and deepen our sanctification. Let me say that again. God has already given to you and me everything we need to walk in holiness and deepen our sanctification. Peter records that in the first chapter of his, I think, second epistle. And how you may ask, how do I know that? That God's given us everything we need? Well, before I answer that crucial question, let me just ask you this question. How do you feel about God? How do you feel about your relationship with God? Are you living in fear that he wants to punish you because of your porn addiction? That he is shocked at the choices you have made? So you try to change and make promises to him that end up being broken time and time again? Listen, God knows everything. And he has always known everything. And that means he has known everything about you in your past, present, and future. And he didn't save you, giving you new life in Christ, to then begin testing us for the rest of our lives to see if we'll pass or fail. This is not a battle we are in that God has not done everything that he already needs to do so that we might be able to survive. No. He's given us everything we need so we can conquer our battles and become more righteous. How do I know that's true? Well, the answer is simple. When you accepted Christ, you went from being dead in your sins to being alive in Christ. At that very moment, we read in Ephesians 1, God sealed you. He sealed you with the Holy Spirit. And he says, he is a guarantee that your body is now the temple of the Holy Spirit, that he dwells inside of us. And Jesus said he would not only be with us, but he will be in us forever. You can read that right out of John 14, verses 16 and 17. 
Now, notice what Paul said after counting up all his trophies and saying it's as valuable as a pile of crap. He writes this, quote, But I press on to take hold for that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, now listen, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul wasn't focusing on his being a wretched man and his struggle with lust. The problem many of us believers have by becoming addicted to porn and sex is that they are not pressing on. They've passed out. They believe that God is finished with them. And so now that they're on their own. And this battle with porn is our day-to-day exam to see if we can keep ourselves uh, as members of God's family. Well, congratulations. If that's what you think, then the devil has convinced you that your salvation is now based upon your ability to do good works and keep yourself pure and holy, which we're not able to do, instead of being the free gift of God by grace through faith. Well, listen, I have great news. The terms of you being a member in God's family have not changed at all. Our salvation is the free gift of God, given to us because Christ has completely paid for the penalty of all our sins. And so we are forgiven completely. Now, we need to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another, and that process brings cleansing, but we don't need more forgiveness. What God's given us is absolutely complete. Knowing this, we look into what does it take for us to follow the example of Paul and be pressing on to win your prize for which God has chosen you and called you to do with him. We're going to look into that tomorrow. How do we press on? What, what does that entail? It's not difficult. God bless you, my friends. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. We'll talk again tomorrow. In the Bible.